Hello, this is the Work Print, and it's our Oscars podcast. I'm Sunil, new to the Work Print, in fact, and with me I have mm. this is where you say your names. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Victor Catano, writer for the Work Print. This is Bassam Kato. I do social media for the Workprint. Norton, contributing writer for the Workprint. And this is me again, Sunil from the Workprint. Um, so I will let's 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 get a little bit of background before we get into the this movie discussion. Just kind of where we're at regarding all of these nominated films and the winners. Um, I'm a big Oscars guy. I've been an Oscars guy since I was in since I was a kid. So. I've seen all but two of the Best Picture nominees, which are All Quiet in the Western Front and Triangle of Sadness. Neither one just really interested me enough to make me watch it. Um, and I've seen most of the other nominees and, I've, and winners. So that's uh, my knowledge basis. Uh, Bassam, how about you? So I'm also a big Oscars guy. Um, I used to host like little parties and try to get people together. And we always do kind of a pool of who can guess the most... Uh, correct winners. In terms of this Oscar, I have seen um, about six or seven of the the Best Picture noms and a few of the other ones. I haven't really gotten much into the small, like the short films and documentary features and shorts, but I always try my best to at least get the Best Picture noms. Yeah, and this is Victor, and I'm an Oscar fan from way back as well. I used to run an Oscar pool when I was in college with my film student buddies. I've seen about half the movies, um, half of the Best Picture nominees. I haven't seen a lot of the smaller ones in acting categories, and I just flat out refuse to go watch The Whale, so I'm not watching that one ever. But that's me. <laughs> uh, and I have seen two of the movies, I think. Two of the Best Picture movies. Oh, three. Well, no, because Black Panther wasn't Best Picture, right? Mm. So No, it wasn't. Top Gun Maverick and Elvis. And that was the only two that I saw. But I've seen other movies that got nominated, which would be Black Panther. So I think only three movies. <laughs> but I do love the Oscars and I watch them every year. And I have fun trying to guess who will win based on more cynical uh, rubrics. <laughs> well, that's the Oscars. Were... Yeah. <laughs> Your, your rubrics were, were pretty on point. I was talking to you during the awards, and she's like, this one's going to win. And I was like, really? And then it won <laughs> multiple times. I mean, you can't go yeah. on betting on the storyline or the cynicism of the Oscars sometimes. You just have to go with that. Mm -hmm. Usually right with that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it's, uh, you got to know the PR. It's like, well, how do they want to look? You know, they're in, they're in a lot of, it's easier now, actually, because they've been in a lot of hot water the last couple of years with like, you know, mm -hmm. Oscar all white thing. So mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to be like, oh, this person's definitely going to win because they want that good PR. Yeah. And they love a redemption story. They love a good narrative behind a nominee. Uh, yeah. So you can yeah. see that uh, yeah, Kwan was, was going to win for like miles away because it's the, not only was it a great performance, it was also the great redemption story of a former child star making a big comeback. And yes. being re yeah. rescued by Hollywood and embracing him again. So that was going to be a clear winner. You know, you could see that one coming for like months away. Yeah. And he swept the other awards too. So that's a big oh, yeah. giveaway too. Yeah. Yeah. Going yeah. into that, I thought Brendan Gleeson might be challenging him, but no, it was just all Kihui Kwan all the time. So, which is yeah, good because no. I love that movie and I love his performance in it. So I'm very happy with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, so at that point, we can get uh, diving right into kind of the, the winners, nominees, everything, everywhere, all at once. There's obviously the big winner. Yeah. And uh, I personally love the hell out of this movie. What oh, I, me too. Yeah. What, so when I saw it in March, it blew me away, like intellectually, emotionally, in every possible way. It immediately became one of my favorite movies of all time. And I was 100% confident it would be this small indie movie that only I would love, and it would not go anywhere. It would just be forgotten by come award season. There was there was absolutely no yep. chance it would be an Oscar. If it got anything, it'd be like, hey, we'll get like a screenplay nomination, yep. maybe a win, and that was it. Yeah, I, I could see that being like one of my very favorite movies of all time, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And I would I could be sure that would be the same track, like a brilliant movie that's weird and quirky and no one really gets, and it gets the best screenplay nomination, and that's about it. I could see that same track board. Mm. I think you guys would have been right if it hadn't been an all Asian cast. Yeah. Oh, quite possibly. A hundred percent. Like I think the, and again, this is me being a cynical asshole. But <laughs> yeah. It's a hundred percent. Like the movie hit the right moment at the right time. Like that happened to be an all Asian cast in a time when, you know, you have, we're trying to get off the whole like, Asian hate and everything like that. And again, the Oscar's so white. So it's like, uh -huh. it's the perfect com combo for them to be like, done. Like, this is our Joy Luck Club for the year. And it's slightly <laughs> less racist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that it's a brilliant movie, and I, I know it's like my favorite film of last year is, is mm -hmm. great. But I mean, the number of times my favorite film has won Best Picture is maybe, I don't know, three times in my lifetime, perhaps. It's, it doesn't really happen that often for films that I like or, or really love. And it's tip, and that's, Speaks to how much the Academy has really been able to change its makeup in the last few years. Like, we've gone, like, I don't think this, even like 10 years ago, if it was an all Asian cast, would not have gotten the nominations it did. It's no. very much. Uh, Banshees probably would have won. Yeah. If this was it, 10 it, years ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or all quiet. Or Fablemans would have won. Or maybe Fablemans, because that would have been, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, Actually, I was, yeah, I was, I was totally expecting Fablemans to win Best Picture because it's Spielberg. So I thought he would be like, yeah. having it in the bag. Yeah, because yeah, it's again. Been pulling off the last couple of years. I mean, the thing of it too is, I'm old enough to remember, like, from my West youth, Side where it was, was like. Story was nominated last year. Sorry. I know. I was like, what? but I remember in my youth, it was like the big question was like, oh, the Academy just hates Steven Spielberg. They keep snubbing him all the time. They didn't give it yeah. to him for Color Purple. They didn't give it to him for Raiders. Mm -hmm. Didn't give it to him for Jaws. Oh, what's up? Why won't they give Spielberg a award? Now he's like basically Oscar royalty. Because <laughs> that's just the changing of the. He Schindler's List. And then he won for oh, yeah. um, Saving Private Ryan, but not Best Picture for that. No, no, he lost for Saving. Well, he, he we lost Best Picture. He won Director, but not yeah, Best yeah. Picture, yeah. Yeah, Fam famously lost Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because didn't Shakespeare in Love win? Love. Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Yeah. Which, they're both great <laughs> movies, guys. They're just very different movies. <laughs> yeah, very different. But again, it's just, I mean, they've really made an effort to change their makeup in the last decade. They've really made a push to get, you know, not just older white men who haven't seen a movie in 20 years and just vote for their friends kind of thing. They've really made an effort to get a more diverse um, academy. And you can see in the last yeah. few years where you've had Everything Everywhere All at Once wins this year, and last year it was um, Coda, the year yeah. before that it was Nomadland, and then before that Parasite. So you've had a real a real shift in what wins, because Parasite is not a film that would have won you know, 10 yeah. years ago as well. Yeah, Parasite's not same same thing. We think of Shape, shape of Water is also kind of like a very strange, yeah. you know, it's, it's not the kind of movie you would expect to be uh, a Best Picture winner either. So yes, there's the occasional like Green Book still. Um, yeah. But 
Uh, I mean, People no Matter man- still had a majority white cast, though. It yeah. did, and it, and it is, again, it's also Guillermo del Toro, who is a well-respected, well-known director, so that's definitely, yeah. still, still has some Oscar stuff in its favor, but it's definitely, when you look at most Best Picture winners, you would not think, like, the fish fucking movie would be the Best Picture winner. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought yeah, Parasite so like... was a real, like, watershed moment, because that was the first, I think, foreign language one that won Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. first one to win, yeah. 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 yeah unless, you count, unless you count the artist, but that wasn't really spoken, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's also a French movie, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the, uh, I thought it was American. No. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was made in France, but yeah, yeah it was. No, it was silent film was the whole thing for that. Oh, no. There you go. I think the move for making the best picture noms to ten as opposed to the original five really kind of opened the door for a lot of more consideration. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I like. I'm, 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 I'm glad for that because uh, I, I definitely, I feel like in a, in a five year, in a, in a five picture plot. Everything ever all at once would have had a difficult, more difficult time. I guess maybe again, maybe not by this point because it clearly became an awards darling during the award circuit. But just philosophically, you would not think that it would be able to grab a, a, one of the, the five slots in a yeah. Because you could easily see year. that in a five picture year, you could easily see it being Banshees, Tar, Fableman, yeah. Avatar, and All right. Quiet on Western Front or the something front, like yeah. that. The really, yeah. the really obvious Oscar type movies were just like, well, we have to get those in. Yeah, everything everywhere mm-hmm. at once was the most. It's it beat Return of the King as the most nominated film in like I think like ever in history. Yeah, yeah, no, no, which is which is again incredibly amazing because I fully expected awards people to not ignore because it, it was just so weird. Like it's I mean yes I I understand the optics of like yes we want to award the Asian cast and all that I, I get yeah. that criticism as well, but just from the perspective of like of filmmaking, it's incredible in every aspect of filmmaking. And, I mean here here's a movie where a guy flies across the room and lands on a dildo butt plug and like that's the best picture now which is kind right. of amazing to think about because it's got very scenes with people with hot dog figures hot dog yeah. fingers squirting liquid <laughs> out of their hot dog fingers <laughs> and it's a, it's an awards darling which that's yeah. just not that's not and normal it, it's just it's not. very funny to see on twitter people saying oh it's just oscar bait it's like have you watched an oscar movie because no it is not an oscar bait movie if that's have you seen more than two movies in your life because no that's not the case <laughs> The optics only are very important. Yeah, well, so I mean, so actually, to so speak to, to the optics, the one thing I was happy for every single win of of the night. The one win that sort of left me with a little bit of reservation that I didn't feel like as great about as I wanted to was Jamie Lee Curtis winning supporting actress over Stephanie Shu. Um, yeah. And I completely understand that it's, I I have to I have to, I have to take it as more of kind of a legacy Oscar as a you know you you're bringing it's a career Oscar we've never given you an Oscar this is a great performance you've also I mean you're also freaking you know Laurie Strode and you're so many other things and that happens to the Oscars yeah. and I get that and I'm happy for her just as an you know as a person as an actor but Stephanie Shu is fucking amazing and it's annoying yeah. me that the that the awards nominations have been heavily weighted toward Jamie Lee Curtis over her um, in nominations and in wins. I mean, I see that, and I, I kind of agree with that, because I think in the movie, she was, like, the broadest character of all of them in terms of the, the characters they were playing. She was more of a straight kind of villain-slash-comic-relief kind of character, and yeah, I understand that. Same time, I agree. It's like, it's, it's Oscars doing Oscar stuff, which is like, you are a legacy actor. You This is your Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. I, I'm, more, right, right I'm more upset that that's kind of like what I thought Angela Bassett would get a, nomin- get a win for, finally. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, she deserved she was- one for uh, yeah. What's Love Got to Do With It years ago, and this is her first nomination since then, mm-hmm. and this is a really good chance to give her an, a legacy award as well. So, 
and I understand like that's the the steamroller that was everything everywhere kind of kind of plowed through everything. But I again, I think that should have gone to either Stephanie Sue or to Angela Bassett in that case. Or Carrie Condon. I love Carrie Condon. She was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sad Banshee's got nothing because I love Banshee's. <laughs> this this uh, category specifically really uh, like hit with me the wrong way because when I was looking at so I I have not seen the whale, but mm. out of the I saw the other movies, and out of everything I'd seen, I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was the um, firing of the other ones. Mm. Like Stephanie Shu, I think, definitely was like uh, one of the biggest bright spots of everything I wrote once. Carrie Condon was fantastic. Angela Bassett put in a phenomenal performance. Like It was just... I remember in the theaters watching that, even before the nominations, and thinking that Angela Bassett was killing it. And yeah. it was just phenomenal. So I was really upset that she lost that one. No, and I have seen The Whale, and I can confirm that whenever Hong Chao is on screen, the movie is so much better. So I would also agree that out of all of those nom- out of all those nominees, I would probably rank Jamie Lee Curtis like the lowest, which doesn't mean she isn't great in the movie, but everyone else in that category actually gave better performances in their respective films. Definitely. Mm, I thought I thought uh, Angela Bassett should have won. It would have been. It would have been smarter for them to have her win, honestly. Like, yes, the two Asian nominees would have been an interesting play and probably a good play at that, too. But I think Angela Bassett had earned it. I mean, that movie was awful. And she was great in that. She really did. Like, you know, she fully immersed herself and went ahead. She shined that turd. She polished it hard. I mean, and remember too, Jamie Lee Curtis. Speaking of Oscars being Oscar, um, she's the daughter of two members of Hollywood royalty: Tony Curtis and mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. Or, yeah. So, um, not to be clear, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Janet Lee. Excuse me. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah so no. I, you can easily see like people who've known her since she was a baby probably going to vote for her too in the Academy. So I mean, no, that's yeah, no, I did think, I did think that part of her speech was really sweet when she was emotionally like, you know, my, my parents both have Oscars and now I have an Oscar, which is, it just like also super sweet and also like hilarious for the current Nova baby discourse. Like <laughs> Very telling. Yeah. Like she, yeah. she was like, Oh, I'm getting this because you liked my parents. That's fine. <laughs> And again, I really have a problem with her winning it. She hasn't been in anything like too good, honestly. Like I've never seen her as like a really great actress. I mean, she's been she in a lot of stuff that I've liked. Movie. Yeah, like Fish Called Wanda, Trading Places, of course, the Halloween franchise. You know, but but yeah, I mean, again, I have no problem with her winning. It's just I would have liked to seen someone else win in this category this year, honestly. Mm-hmm. My favorite, my favorite Jamie Lee Curtis movie is True Lies. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, she's also great in Knives Out, just recently. Oh yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. I thought she was in that one. Because everyone was in that movie, so you forget who's in it because everyone was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're a lot um, of people, yeah. I am a little surprised that some films got shut out, like Elvis didn't win anything. I really enjoyed Elvis, especially Austin Butler in that, and I thought oh, he was no. going to win. Yeah, yeah. I and he got. I loved. I loved Oscar. Uh, I loved Austin Butler's performance. I think he yeah. did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Elvis recently. I am not the biggest um, Oz Lerman fan, uh, so the movie was an interesting for me. But I thought it would at least take an either like sound or uh, some ancillary costumes. Something. Yeah. yeah, no, no. 
I thought, yeah, I assumed we would get something in, in one of those. I mean, I, I actually, I mean, yeah. I'm a Boz Lerman fan and I liked Elvis. Didn't love it as much as I, I mean, it's in my bottom couple of Boz Lerman films, but I, I did like it. And Austin Butler was great. And I thought he had a chance. I mean, okay, he, yeah. he won a bunch. So I, I thought I wasn't, it was really good. By the time that the ceremony really came down to either Austin Butler or Brendan Fraser. And as Norton mentioned, like comeback story. So yeah. Brendan Fraser yeah. has a great comeback story. And again, it's one of those things where the industry almost sort of is like, hey, we're sorry. This yeah, we all happened to you. Here's an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Here's you got molested and you got that. Nobody cares about you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, well, it, it, has, it, has, it has to fight. It has to fight it, like the against the Oscars love a comeback story. Oscars also love a newcomer. Like they also love yeah. working the newcomer. So it could have gone either way. Yeah, but Austin won the other two, didn't he? I think he won he the Globes. Yeah, he did. Fraser won a globe as well. Here's your yeah. consolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fraser won SAG. Yeah, it was just one of those things like an Academy loves. Oh, he put on he body transformation and put on the right. big fat Oh, yes. oh no, no, no. They absolutely oh, yeah. Oscar he was off, ugly. Off, off yeah. 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 He That's ugly himself like, up. If you go and you play an ugly character, you're almost guaranteed to win. That's a given. It's, it's That's how like Halle Berry won. That was Monster Ball, 100%. Yeah. Charlize Theron, same thing, yeah, Charlie's for being there. a yeah. monster, yeah. I mean, usually it works for women, but that's not to say it can't work for men. Look yeah. at, uh, what's his face? Uh, not Jude Law. Jared Leto with the uh, oh, yeah. Dallas yeah. Fires Club. Yeah. And, uh, skeleton man. Done. Here's your Oscar. Go <laughs> eat some food. <laughs> Go eat a sandwich, man. Gary Oldman for uh, becoming Winston Churchill a couple years Churchill. ago. Yeah. yeah, Darkest Hour. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, Michelle, you Churchill. Michelle Yeoh did not have to get ugly to win, so good for oh, her. No. <laughs> she was a given. That was a good, she was again. That was a hundred percent optics. That was history making. They needed I mean, that. There's no I, way I, she wasn't going to win that. I, I thought that Kate Blanchett might pull it through because she'd won like BAFTAs and a couple ah. other things. But yeah, when the night went on, it became clear that that had all the momentum no. with everything everywhere. Yeah. So that was no. I mean, it was definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I was also considering Blanchett as a as a more traditional winner. Uh, but they wanted that they, history. Yeah, they were both great. Um, I mean, yeah, Blanche was it was was an incredible performance, but Yo also, I think, was able to give a more had more to do. Like she had more, had a much more challenge. She had more, she had a much more challenging performance role in a different way than Kate Blanche did. Um, they're both really interesting performances, but yeah, Michelle Yo got to do like you know so many different versions of her character, which is like a, a always just a fun thing for to see an actor do. Yes. But I will say, I mean, again, Oscars. Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett has won two Oscars already, so it wasn't like they had to worry about when will Kate yeah. Blanchett get no. hers. It's like, yeah, she's yeah, got like she's, she's got it. She's good. Yeah, she so say, yeah. we all agree Kate Blanchett's a good Oscar. actor. If you're not really going to worry about Kate Blanchett right now, <laughs> this Oscars, I think, uh, I can't think of in recent history an Oscar that actually I think had a lot of good competition in the categories. Yeah, like there's people I'm like, oh, this is gonna win. But if I looked at the other contenders, I was like, oh, this person actually did really good too. And this one, mm-hmm. you know, like that that category specifically, because I think Kate Blanchett won one of the the Golden Globes, and then Michelle won the other one. So I was like, it could go either way. And there's other categories. I'm like, it could go either way. It can go either way. And it was kind of cool seeing a Oscar that had like a really good pool of contenders, especially when you get yeah. some like the other awards, you know? Yeah. I'm- I mean, overall, I think it was a very strong year for the movies they picked. There weren't like any ones that you look at and go, "Really? Why? Why is that up there?" For a lot of them, like some years you go, "Oh, uh, Blindside, her best picture." Here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, like, no, I agree. With, yeah, 
I mean, I, I mean, I, I liked Black Panther more than you did, clearly. But um, in general, yeah, when the best picture, when you look at the best picture nominees, I like uh, the only movie like Elvis. I was sort of cooler on than I wanted to be, but Elvis essentially, um, out of everything that I saw, Banshees, Avatar, everything ever all at once, Fableman's Tar, Top Gun, and Women Talking, I loved or liked all of them, and which is yeah. not normal. For best picture nominees for me. I mean, dear God, I can't sit through Mank again. My God, <laughs> that was not a great movie. And that oh, got yeah, like yeah. Eight oh, nominations yeah. I, or something. I, I like love David Fincher, but Mank was not my jam. So, yeah. And it's like, can you please make Manhunter season three? No, I'm going to make Mank. It's like, no, man, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this was, it was a really strong year from Oscars and for me. Um, so, actually, like, I want to get to quick. I don't think, I actually don't, don't know whether. Who many? Who has even seen All Quiet on the Western Front? Because that was the other big winner in the Best Picture in the Best Picture lineup. Yeah, and the way the night. <laughs> it's it's Wild. Come on. <laughs> no, I'll, listen, I'll I'll come out and say this because I'm kind of like when it comes to war movies, I'm not the man. But I made an effort to watch All Quiet on the Western Front, and I absolutely loved that movie. Okay, it was a it was it was phenomenal. Like I sat it's, and I have this thing with so okay. I'll preface this by saying that I'm a Lord of the Rings fanatic, so I'm not opposed <laughs> to watching long movies. Most movies that come out in the last few years have been unnecessarily over the two-hour mark. Where mm-hmm. All Quiet Western Front, I think, is one of those movies that really did a good job pacing, and it, I thought it was enough investment to... You know, like It was two hours, I think, in like 20 or something like that, and I didn't feel bored, and there was no, like, there was no really crazy famous actor. Solid cast... Cinematography was phenomenal. Like I really enjoyed it. When I looked at Best Picture, my three like big choices was Everything Everywhere at Once, All Quiet, and The Women Talking. I was just like, All Quiet was just one of the ones that really like. I I was I didn't pick All Quiet for all the categories this one, but I was not shocked when won okay. all those categories. Yeah, it was the second biggest winner because it won I think four in technical categories. Yeah, and it it got me worried because after it, me uh, too, after yeah. after one international film, which is the one we all expected to win, when it started picking up technical ones like cinematography, production design, again, like why would an Elvis or something like that got production design? And yeah. then when it won score, I was terrified because yeah. there were <laughs> so many. There there was the inception out- sound, I was like, oh, it's winning score. I was that like, score I, is I, not I, great. I, that score is like, wham. That's, that's all you need. I think it's such a score. I heard the score wasn't even like the best part, and like I thought that would go to Babylon because I, I was like a very. I thought I was assuming that would be a Babylon hit. Like you know, it was Justin Hurwitz, so it was a great jazzy score. I thought that would be it. I mean, every again, even everything, everything, everywhere all at once has a great score. But once that happened, I was like, I was wondering whether like maybe the Academy had gone all in for all quiet because it was yeah maybe just, it would just start picking up stuff by default. Like, you can see that being like that's a more traditional Oscar movie, and that's the one yeah. where the older guard kind of rallies behind versus, you know, the newer, crazier everything everywhere. But so I was, about- when it came to score, I will say that when I started that movie, I was curious about the choices, but as it went on, it took more of like an understated route. Uh-huh. I think for what it was trying to accomplish, it did a good job. So I could see them giving it i thought originally they were going to give it to john williams as like the kind of legacy mm. oscar again yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah that would have made sense too i mean yeah nah. that, that, yeah that, i mean cinematography but yeah all of those felt like there could have been other winners that they, if they wanted to spread they want to spread the love around a little bit more to nah. not but uh cinematography okay. deserved it, it okay it's I, a war I, movie. I was yeah it was beautiful no, no. dude i i like, watched war, war and action movies are going to win cinematography almost 
Guaranteed. Unless there's like a really amazing, weird movie, which I know everything, mm-hmm. everywhere, all at once right. yeah. is. Yeah. But traditionally speaking, sound, uh, score, cinematography, that's just going to war because not only is it usually <laughs> sad, but it generally has to deal with a lot of like horrible things and make them look beautiful. I will say the way they, they look cinematography in that movie and kind of made it unique. Like they did things with the, like I'm, I'm not saying they like entered any new shower angle, but the way they chose to use the different pans and the close-ups and the tracking shots, especially in the first like 15, 20 minutes, I was definitely sitting there and being like, wow. Cause I saw last year, what, What's that movie? It was 1917. 1917. Yeah. yeah. 1917, and that was phenomenal, also right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, that, and that was beautiful cinematography. So, like, after seeing that, it kind of puts, like, a high standard on, like, how they execute it. And I thought they did enough different and interesting things that, like, I... It was my pick automatically. I was like, this... Okay. You know, that was me personally, at least, you know. Well, no, they did a lot yeah. of, like, technical stuff, too, because I saw on Twitter, they had, like, the whole Oscar campaign on Twitter, and you would see, like, the before and after shots of, like, what they did to, like, manipulate the shoot, and it was amazing. Like, from what the raw footage was to what the actual, like, finished product, I was like, yeah, no, that I could see that winning, like, easily. Production design was my shock, honestly. I didn't think it was going to win that. I thought that would have gone to maybe like an Elvis or something, you know? Yeah, I thought that would be I'll an Elvis thing. Very, very flashy. Yeah, Although it is, it, it is a period piece, you know, again, that's another sort of production design. Often there is a big period. one, yeah. Go to, go to period. I mean, again, Elvis is also a period piece in its own way, so. It is, but it's not, uh, it's not, what do you call it? Um, not the word loyal. I'm trying to think of the right word. Authentic. It's not an authentic mm, period piece. Because, fair. again, it's Bosley yeah. and... And he's Fair. going to be a bit more ostentatious about what would normally be realistic. And generally, if you're going to win production design, they're going for like realism. They're going for getting your audience in there and, and burying them inside. And hmm. Elvis, for me, failed on so many levels in that. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear you know good words for all the part of the Western Front, even though I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen they, it either. Yeah, but, <laughs> but regard, but regard, because because that ha- because it it was starting to pull ahead, it was still only winning a lot of awards early on. But I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to win. When adaptive screenplay came up, I cried when Women Talking actually won, um, because I loved that movie and I really wanted it to win for that category, and I was afraid All Quiet was going to take it, and it didn't. And Women Talking Wine, Sarah Polly was amazing, and she totally deserved it. Women I can understand was amazing. that one. That's, yeah, that's, again, that's one of those history ones, right? Because I don't think a woman ever won for adapted screenplay. Really? That seems... Uh, Is that a first? I'm not, I'm not sure, sure about, about that. Because my whole thing was like, that'll win because A, it's the only win that that movie will have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't winning Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. If yeah. it's, you know... If that's a history-making thing, they're going to do it. Like, that just optically, I was like, that will win. Yeah, movie. Right. I mean, so I <laughs> I watched that maybe the day before the Oscars. It was one of the ones I kind of, like, took in a while to get. And mm-hmm. it was – so the, the um, screenplay was adapted off of a book, and that book was a fictitious reaction to something that actually happened in real life. The original events happened, I believe, in Bolivia, and then this person kind of did an adaptation that was more set in, like, I guess, in like the North America, uh, you know, America range, and then we adapted that book. And when I was watching it, it was, 
it was um it was a, it was a movie that clocked under two hours. It was like it was an hour forty five minutes. It was a tight tight story. It was something that like it really felt like a play, but the way the dialogue was was natural. Like I, there's some moments where they wanted to get their message out really obviously and clear, you know. So, but overall. The way it was done, like it was a really good ensemble cast. Like everyone pulled their weight. It was just really enjoyable. And it's one of the things like talking with my wife about it, I said, I can't really sit and pull a negative. Like I can't sit there and go, Well, they did this wrong. It was one of the most solid films I'd seen for this year's pool. I was really happy it won adapted because like I said earlier, it was probably one of my choices for best, though it, the odds were super low of it winning, but like it was just one of those strong movies that really hit, and everyone played their part so well, and like the script was just solid. Yeah, I was looking forward to it for a while because I love Sarah Polly. Um, Stories We Tell is one of my favorite documentaries. It's an amazing documentary, so I'm, I'm rooting for Sarah Polly at all times. And it caught in a little bit of buzz in the award circuit, but it seemed to be kind of low-key. It wasn't really tearing it up like some other movies, and it, when I finally got a chance to see it uh, back in January... I was just, it, it blew me away. I would, I loved it. And it, it, it immediately left in my top 10. Like I was already, I was already had a top 10 in my head and I was like, well, I have to push some movie out of my top 10 to make room for women talking. Cause this movie deserves to be in my top 10 movies of 2022. It was that good. Um, I love the adaptation. The adaptation is great specifically because the book is actually told from the perspective of the one male character taking the notes in that barn where the women are talking, um, which is I think it was you know was a controversial choice in review you know for people reviewing the book although they did say it made sense and I personally like the I I I love that male character played 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 by Ben Wishaw um, I think he's a good he, he's a good voice in that barn specifically because he knows when his voice is not needed he's just a really great representation of male allyship and so the way that Sarah Pauly releases honors that character's importance while still mostly focusing a lot more on the women who were talking um worked really well as an adaptation and i think what really surprised me was how funny the movie was because i came in expecting something super dark and serious and and oh and traumatic traumatic and throughout the movie people are just making jokes they're like breaking the tension they're kind of insulting each other in funny ways there's a running joke about a character who always wants to talk about her horses, which killed me every single time. Um, and so I, I I cannot believe that she made a movie that's essentially about discussing sexual assault for two hours. That, uh, again, it's not, it's, not, it's not a comedy by any means, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't a draining experience like, you know, like someone else, like, like another film might be. Yeah, it felt, it felt like it was in place because the, the group of women talking to ranges from elders to people who are you know more middle age and even some young women so i think that dynamic and how the eldest women also wanted to kind of make sure tensions weren't too high like comedy and the jokes felt like it actually had a part to play in the progression um and even like the whole joke about the two horses uh ruth and cheryl (laughs) it was like it it felt out of the blue but, but woman always used that story to come back and kind of give an analogy for people to understand a point, which, you know, then was received in its different ways. So it was, it was very natural. Things didn't seem out of place when I was hearing them talk about everything. Um, yeah. I, I, I wish that... one little point. Uh, 
The other reason why I kind of figured it was going to win too is because they shut out all the women directors, so they had to give mm -hmm. the women something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish I was I was annoyed that she didn't get win for direct, she didn't get nominated for director. I wish the score got nominated. It's it's Hildegard Tudor from who also won for Joker, so I thought they might like her, and that's a, a great score. Speaking of the whole director thing, uh, I guess a, I'll say a quick question, but it's definitely going to turn to a sidebar. The fact that we separate male and female for actor, you think there's some credence in maybe doing a best male and best female director? And that's a bucket of worms considering they're trying to, they, they're not, there's already a discussion about not separating male and female actor. Uh, yeah, so yeah that would be best performance of the year for best yeah. supporting and best lead. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea because I think then women will get shut out of actor. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. They yeah. already shut women out of director every chance they get. They get, a, they get shut out of pretty much any category that's not separated by gender, which is every other category. It also opens up the issue when you have someone who's non-binary, possibly. Right. Yeah. 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 I, mean, it's, it's, I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think. I don't think we're quite enlightened enough to figure out how to do this properly. So we're we're doing the best we can. Um, but yeah, I definitely that's a sidebar we don't want to go too far into at this moment. Um, the last, I think, major winner I want to mention is RRR for best song, which I think to Norton's point is a it's a great song, it's a great scene, and I love it. Um, and I also agree that there's definitely optics in its favor. <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, technically, I picked that as the favorite because it was, one, it's the only nominated, I think, thing for that movie. Yes. I think got very few yeah. nominations. Mm -hmm. That's Two, the only one, yeah. It's an international sensation. So mm -hmm. the Oscars would be stupid to completely ignore the only nomination for a movie that the rest of the world has decided is basically soccer. And three... <laughs> It was a great song and a great performance. And frankly, having heard the other songs, I was like, no, I'd much rather listen yeah. to this song. And I that was, Lady that, was the, that was the like only the real banger. Yeah. Everywhere all at once one. Well, the, None only, of the other I mean, ones were good. No, well, the other I mean, thing, everything everywhere all sounds everything everywhere all one song is actually really good. I just listened to a song exploder podcast about how they made it and I like it a lot. And it's, it's a credit song, it's good. However, I'm pretty sure that Not to Not to was the only song that's in the fucking movie. Which I yes. feel like should be a criterion for best song in a movie. That automatically <laughs> makes it the best choice because it's actually it's part of the movie. It's not just a credit song. Yeah. It's important Wait, to the movie. It's actually the driving... not in the movie? They're all credit songs. Yeah. Really? Uh, I'm not entirely. The Maverick one plays in Maverick. The Maverick I one. Because I saw it, Maverick. It might. But it plays in like a few scenes, or at least a, like a bar scene, I think. And then it, yeah, I think it, it plays it, later on at the end. Yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah, may, that might. I, I know the Rihanna yeah. one. I mean, I'm not defending credit. Lady Gaga. I hate her, but nonetheless. <laughs> oh, I like that song and performance. I thought it was really good. And I thought if anyone was going to be I hate that performance so much. I thought that would I do not won. understand why that cameraman was like, let's get even closer into her. It's like, <laughs> no, we're good. I know what the f she looks like. Like, back but, up. <laughs> I don't need to see means... inside her nose, guy. Like, relax. I like Rihanna, great. but that song was just a snooze of a dirge. I'm sorry. That I don't, yeah, I didn't like the black. I mean, again, I, I didn't like Black Panther overall. I liked the vibe. It wasn't a credit song though. either, I don't think. I think that happens when um, Shuri is doing like the morning for uh, Chadwick. Oh, I'm yeah. going to say that happens inside the movie. I don't know if that's. But also, but in history of Oscars, though, they have had a lot of credit songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And last yeah. year was the bomb theme, right? So that was. That's pretty, that's pretty much the opening credit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind if it's an opening credit song. It's at least part of the movie to me. Um, the end credit song is where I'm like, come on, guys, that's 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 just that's just, fish, that's just fishing for a nomination because. <laughs> yeah, and we had the. Um... The the fourteenth Diane Warren song get nominated for yeah. that song nobody's heard of movie nobody's heard of that one yeah applause I think and, and yeah and every every person I've seen who's seen that movie said it's terrible so like <laughs> just the most generic sounding pop song they picked for that movie to be an Oscar nominee it's like really huh which is sad <laughs> because it's it's from an anthology it's from like apparently it's an anthology film of of short film short films all they're all directed by women so it seems like a good yeah. you know good optics type thing or whatever but apparently the movie's yeah. bad. So that song was trash. The movie is bad. The song is bad. So RRR is. I remember they started it, and I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> like they didn't even introduce it well. They were like, no. "Oh, here's some lady. She's gonna get up and sing for no reason." Is, and I was like, "Is that Cara Delevingne uh, singing?" I think, and it's like, mm, the fuck? okay. Yeah, they they could have picked like the songs like "Turning Red" is such a good pop songs like "Passages of Blood." Oh, yes. songs. Oh, they could have picked yeah. one of those. And nope, yeah. they picked the most generic, you know, beer commercial ad you could have picked for that movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, anyway, it's so the Oscar's going to Oscar. Yeah, they, they, they didn't nominate they didn't Lydia Tarr's. Like yeah, they didn't nominate Apartment for Sale from Tar. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a that's a snub. <laughs> I didn't see yeah. that movie, so I don't get that joke. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar's gonna Oscar sometimes, and that's just one of those hey, things. Oscar's Diane Warren. Family Oscar. Yeah. What do they say? Baby steps. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, two steps forward, one giant Jamie Lee Curtis back. <laughs> like, and again, <laughs> I'm very happy with the awards overall. I mean, I would rather even even the ones that won, like Brendan Fraser. Like, I I don't I really don't want to see the whale because it just seems like a distasteful movie to me. But I'm happy he won an Oscar because he was. I wish they would have waited till you know. Scorsese film came out this summer. He's in the Burgers of Osage County movie. I wish he could have won for that, maybe, but um, not for the whale in his giant <laughs> fat suit. But you know, we like the comeback story. But I'm just overall so happy that everything everywhere won a bunch of Oscars that I I'm, I can look overlook the other things that annoyed me. You know, yeah, totally. I and mean, that always makes me think of Denzel Washington because I hated that he won for Training Day. I thought he should have won oh, yeah. years ago for like any of the other. Like awesome for Malcolm X, or yes. for the yeah. Hurricane, Malcolm or X. for any, or yeah. Glory, or like well, Philadelphia. For Glory, but yeah, oh, he won for Glory. Best supporting, right? Yeah, yeah, best supporting. Yeah, yeah, Pacino so like, winning for Philadelphia. Woman. It's like, are you kidding me? But that, and that's again, Pacino wants in a moment because he didn't win for any of the other eight films he should have won for. So he won for that one, which meant Denzel <laughs> couldn't win for Malcolm X. So he wins for Training Day, and you know, which on and on the cycle goes. Training Day is like. Oh, here's the worst possible stereotypes about not only cops but black people. Enjoy your Oscar. You've, yeah, uh, you set the bar low. <laughs> like, Oscars are very Oscars are very slow, which is why they depend yeah. so heavily on favor Oscars. Yeah, and it's mm. also the same thing with Scorsese winning for The Departed. His like you know his sixth best movie maybe is Departed, and I like the movie, <laughs> but you know compared to Raging Bull or Goodfellas or Taxi Driver, it's not his <laughs> strongest movie. But you know it's a good movie. Speaking back to taking a step back to Oscars, can we just take a second to acknowledge why the hell that Little Mermaid trailer was just in the middle of the performance? Oh, that was that was the tackiest uh, thing. That yeah. was the tackiest thing. Well, that's business, thing. Daddy. Doing what no. business, Daddy, got to do. I yeah, but it. you could have done like Disney introduces a Disney 100 montage and then cut to commercial and have the Little Mermaid trailer. Like, don't put it as part yeah, of the I broadcast. Yeah. I, I hated that, was, that so much. I hated. The... I feel like they've done that in the past, though. Like they have done that before. Maybe, but it just felt really... Up, like, when they had the Oscars. 
It just felt really like obviously product placement. It was terrible. Kind of, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> and, 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 and that it doesn't look great, so it doesn't help. And even the Warner Brothers, hundred hundred years of Warner Brothers, like studio montage, uh, like yeah, what the fuck was that? I was like, okay, so there's a bunch of movies that are by Warner Brothers. And like, so we're, <laughs> we're, so we're celebrating Warner Brothers. We're celebrating Disney. And what I want from the Oscars is celebrating movies in general. I want montages about scenes with trains. I want every time someone has said like, "You can't," you let's. I want every time someone has said like. You don't know this, or some other really some some just some what's the line? Some, take some, a look like, at this. Yeah, yeah. Some, every every time someone's like, "You better take a look at this." Or yeah, like, I don't because I want the Oscars to be under five hours long, so I don't want to have that many movie montages. I like good luck. Yeah, whatever montage stuff they want to do is fine. I just hate when people get cut off during their speeches. I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was yeah. the Elephant Whispers. The two yeah. women were on yes. screen, yes. and they cut off the. They cut her off, and then the the next one, the guy went on for like an extra. T- it, was, it was just like you cut her off, but we had to watch the Little Mermaid trailer during the Oscars. Mm. It was so upsetting. I mean, yeah, overall, I thought this timing. They really are. They were better, I think, this year than the past years. And overall, I think this was a pretty good award ceremony overall. Especially for like went the last over, like, two. A half an hour, so that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, compared sure to the last two ceremonies, the last yeah. two ceremonies I thought were just absolute train wrecks to watch at home. Like the one after pandemic in 2021 was like at a train station or something. It was just a complete oh, mess. Oh, yes. That oh, yeah. was madness. Yeah. Just a that mess. And then they strange. rearranged the Oscars so they could give Chadwick his best doctor at the very end. And then, whoops, he didn't <laughs> win. And <laughs> that, was, that was so terrible. Oh, that, was then, yeah, that was a weird ceremony. It's good. Well, come on, Spike Jones, you messed up. And then last year was like just they pulled out all the wacky stunts. Let's let's get ex- extreme athletes to present the James Bond montage, and let's get Cal- DJ Khaled to come on stage. And it's like every stupid thing. And they had this stupid Audience Choice Award oh with like let's all vote for less of your popular movie. And then the Zack Snyder idiots freaked the poll and made it like Flash enters the Speed, the force, speed force is your cheerable moment. It's like that totally. wasn't even in theaters. Didn't even have that moment in theaters. And you're talking about your most cheerful theater moment. It was just Oscars? that felt like a fever dream. It no, was, yeah, that, that, that and Army of the Dead, your favorite movie of the year, that and the James Corden Cinderella. It was just like a complete and utter mess. They tried to pander, couldn't even do the pandering right. Yeah, you know, that, you know. I mean, I, I mean, I personally, I like this ceremony in many respects, but like I said, I personally kind of miss some of the Oscar-y foo-for-all that I come to the Oscars for. Like, and again, some, some, give, give me some weird, come some interesting montages. Give me some. I mean, they didn't do a lot yeah. of like. Stupid stuff. Like I, I sometimes, sometimes I enjoy the stupid stuff they do with like yeah. you know, audience producers, audience like messing with the messing with the guests and like weird. Like there was that one time where they, I think they just went to like a theater across the street and like hang out with a bunch of kids or something. Oh, yeah. That was didn't that they was, bring like theater people in? Yeah, they, that, they got like, a tour bus online, and brought them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was super cute. I'm like, you know what? They I had the I like, one year I, where they bought them all pizza. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah, I like those kind of dumb gags. They're just they're just kind of enjoyable. Yeah. So I, I I kind of I mean I understand people don't like them all and they and and so that was fine. What got me this one? I thought this was one of the years where I felt like nearly every single speech was good. Like yeah, I didn't wear any like real dud speeches. Yeah, they were all pretty interesting. Even even though I was annoyed by all quiet in the Western Front and winning everything, everyone who spoke about it was really passionate about the film and they set and they were like I felt the I felt the love and the, the their their hard work and dedication. It's like I was happy for them as people, even though I didn't want the movie to win. <laughs> um but there were but but there were so I mean obviously everything 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 ever all at once was full of every every everything Daniel Kwan said broke my heart, like in in, a, in the best way possible. 
Oh, the speech was, the speech was phenomenal. Who else thought that was Christian? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is like what Christian would be like if he won an award. <laughs> In the loving way, obviously. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know Christian enough to, to understand that assessment, but that's, I'm glad to hear that Christian is very Daniel Kwan-like. <laughs> when he said the thing about the first speech he gave, when he said the thing about like, he's a fraud or something or like you know he feels like a fraud i was like yeah. oh my god that's Christian. <laughs> it's like you would win an oscar and then get up there and be like i don't deserve this and it's like just take the damn oscar <laughs> say thank you and get fuck off stage i really appreciated his speech for best picture because i think it's um because oscars and i think one of the biggest issues that i know me and other people have with oscars is that like you pick this winner but then it almost like which is other people's priorities down of like the nominees. I th- the idea is like really celebrating everyone. And I think his speech about saying like, yes, we won, but it was a, cr- it was a community. It was a cr- everyone did it. The fact he really focused on the group mm-hmm. and kind of moved away from this individualistic mindset, I think was super important because like, I think the world we live in is so individual focused that the yes. arts is a place where we have to remember it is collaborative. It is an environment. No one makes a movie by themselves, except for the very few times that they're, is that the case, but usually it's not, you know? <laughs> right. And then, and then shout out to Daniel Scheinert for, for supporting trans rights and drag and drag rights. <laughs> yes. Yes. This absolutely. Is good. <sighs> but yeah, there were a lot of like um, a lot of emotional speeches throughout the night, even again, even for people I whose work I had not seen or didn't even know. Um, lots of dedicating to parents, which is usual. But again, I feel like, yes, there's the usual things that, you know, talking about their parents or like their stories, but it it just felt really good this year. Like I actually paid attention to speeches for wins I didn't, you know, wasn't even invested in because the people were so compelling. I mean, it helped a lot that they were a lot of like immigrants that won and a Mm -hmm. lot of like minorities that won. So they have a different perspective than your usual, like, you know, white guy or white girl getting up there and being like, oh my God, God, I'd like to thank God and my mom and Cheryl who does my nails. She's fantastic. That's a good point. They have they have much better stories. And well, speaking of stories, one thing I did like that I I should have I wanted to pay more attention to, but I I kind of missed it a lot of the time because there was so much excitement. Was I like that their gimmick this year? I'm not you know their gimmick this year for introducing winners was every time a winner won, they'd be like, oh, so and so started getting into movies because of X. And I like the little trivia they're giving every time someone won, but like how they got into like what you know inspired them to get into the, into the business. Yeah, I also thought it was really cool how during the commercial breaks, they're like before they went to commercial, they had a QR code and they're like, learn more about the nominees of this character, this category, which I thought was like a cool way yeah. for them to streamline things. And like we talked before, I think the structure of how this Oscars went was really cool. And yeah, I, think I agree. Especially, and I I didn't notice this when I was watching, but they combined it, the two editing. Uh, the sound, sound editing. editing. Yeah, yeah. I think, that was yeah, I think they started that last year because it was they had like they, sound okay. effects editing and sound were separate, and it's kind of like no one could really tell you why they were separate. So it made sense to combine them into one category. I thought that worked out, and then um, yeah, I know one last thing I want to talk about, at least personally, was uh, Jimmy Kimmel because um, mm-hmm. I know they went a year or two without a host. An Oscar host is kind of like one of those jobs where I feel like it's. You don't really do much with it. Either you go like the very safe route, like the Neil Patrick Harris, the Hugh Jackman, 
Um, yeah. But I think he did. A, I think he actually did a surprisingly good job for balancing safe and also the, you know, the very pointed jabs. And I, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a good job with that. I was. Yeah. I wasn't expecting much out of him, honestly. It, it's tough because if you do a Oscar hosting, if you do well, no one really talks about you. If you do badly, they won't stop talking about you. Yeah. Like people still talk about like the Anne Hathaway and James Franco one they hosted like ten years ago because oh, it was so bad. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, more Anne Hathaway. And it's like he did a perfectly fine job and kept it moving and didn't do too many wacky stunts or anything like that and just kept it going and you know good on him he didn't make it about him he just made it let's keep it going guys and it chugged right along I was very happy with that. He was a much more accessible version of uh, Gervais. Yes, like yeah. you know how Gervais <laughs> has hosted the Globes and everybody's kind of like, oh, he's so mean. But it's like Jimmy kind of did that nice thing where it's like you can still kind of, like you said, take honest and real and really good point jabs at things that were missing, like pointing out the fact that all the lady directors got shut out. Yeah, but yeah. then you can also tell like harmless jokes that nobody's going to get mad about or come up on the stage and slap you about. <laughs> well, yeah, Four, Jimmy, Jimmy wants to add people on his. Oh yeah, that was like like four. Well, like they about. had to make slap jokes. They did. I they made a make bunch one. of one. Yeah, kept going. No. They're going. Yeah. <laughs> Even ended it's with Hollywood. They're going to milk the... that. <laughs> it's funny. It's, because... it's the first time in history it's ever happened. They're like to them, it's just sort of like, wow, this happened. Like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I, I did appreciate that they brought in Jenny, the emotional support donkey. So that was the that one. Was that, fun, was the, yeah. that, that was that was the biggest recognition Banshee's got. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it wasn't even the right donkey. And it wasn't. No, it, wasn't. And it, it wasn't even actually Jenny. It was a stunt donkey. Yeah. <laughs> right. Overall, I thought it was a really fun award ceremony. It was. It didn't go off too long. It went like a half hour. hour half hour over but um yeah i think the things they did like putting uh best actor and best actress with the same pre- presenters like doing doubling up i thought was a pretty good idea yes way mm-hmm. too much uh it was funny because when the best actor one came up i was like why is there two women there and i was like oh yeah because will smith's banned from the oscars <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I thought they did a really good job like i was I was very surprised because, like, I, like we all said, like we all watch the Oscars. We all know we're going into. We know it's going to be up late, but I think that they really did a good job with pacing and structure. And for the most part, I think they really hit the strides and delivered a pretty good Oscars. I would say. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Aside from mm-hmm. like the Little Mermaid faux pas and the weird Warner yeah. Brothers thing, I agree. I think uh, yeah. if they kind of cut those two things and had given them a little bit more time for speeches, it probably would have been one of the better Oscars. It's definitely one of the better Oscars I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a solid B. For me, it was a solid B, and compared to like the Fs of the last two years, mm-hmm. that was like what we needed to get was a solid B at least, and we did. So that was good. Yeah, more time for speeches. And I think other thing I, I really wish they'd done, had more time for, was a little more time for clip nominated clips so whenever they were showing clips from performances or the movies they would like show like one line and yeah normally i'm usually seeing at least give like an exchange or like a a whole almost half of a scene because you really get a a good feel for it but like the cursory nature of some of those basically let him will deliver one line um felt like they're they're trying to save they're trying to shave off time by not giving us a like 10 more seconds of a performance or just 10 more seconds of a film, if you're going to show us the production design, the sound effects, the whatever, really showcase them in those clips. Because 
I think so many people, when they watch the Oscars, this is the first time they're even seeing anything from these movies. So let, let people see, like, why they're even being recognized for this. And part of that gets covered when they do the, the best picture montage mm-hmm. for each film. So I understand what you're saying, though, because I agree. Like, I was actually kind of really glad to see the clips for actor, actress. Like, I think the acting ones are the only ones that really make sense, though, because costume-wise and everything else, it's like... <sighs> Well, would you even you need like a second of film to see like costumes and production? And oh, I think no, for production no. they did like a little bit, so that was nice. Like the yeah. before and after for production was good. No, yeah, there were little bits like that, but I just felt like I kind of felt like wish they'd gone a little more, maybe slower, just so you can really take in like that detail. I think I, I remember the one year I love the year for screenplay where they showed the screenplay below the text of the scene and kind of showed how the how different the scene was from the screenplay. So there are little bits where I feel like. There are times when I feel like the Oscar ceremony actually is about movies and how much movies are great and how they make movies. And those moments are kind of why I love the Oscars, when they do things like that, where they show, hey, everyone, making movies takes a lot of different people and every little aspect takes a specific kind of skill. And we're kind of giving you a behind-the-scenes look of how this skill actually works. Like, for instance, a little the Citizen Kane thing they did, where they showed, here's how they made the shot for cinematography. And then they cut to that shot from that specific camera below the stage. Yeah, that was interesting, yeah. All right. I think we're... Any any last thoughts? No, I think we covered everything I'd like to get out there. So, yeah, I'm just very happy, again, that Everything Everywhere won so much as it did, and I'm also happy the awards ceremony was actually fun to watch for once in a while. So, wins all around in that case. Yeah, in general, very positive about the, the wins and the ceremony. And yeah. and and it's I mean it's nuts like from from now until eternity everything everywhere all at once this was weirdo movie about butt plugs and dildo dildo fingers and dildo fights and hot dog fingers and bag everything bagels and <laughs> so googly eyes and, and googly eyes and so many things you would never expect from Oscar bait <laughs> exactly <laughs> is an os became an Oscar juggernaut um, yeah I saw at the Oscars when it was every year it was a big historical bloated epic like, you know, Out of Africa or Last <laughs> Emperor winning all the awards. And so I'm glad to see something like this finally win. That's great. Yeah, so I mean, the time will tell because again, time will tell whether this has similar, I mean, whether there'll be a, a change in the nominations the next year. Again, it took a while for Parasite, the Parasite effect to take hold, I guess, as mm-hmm. well. So, or, or again, yeah. the other possibility is like the dreaded, you know, the bound, the 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 bound blowback. It's after Parasite was Green Book, so like there could be a, a over course correction next year. Like no, <laughs> we have to we have we have to go back to really boring nominees. Like <laughs> the white balancing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Green Book, Green Book two will sweep next year all the awards. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, well, I hope not. And I hope we're talking about something movies just equally cool and interesting and enjoyable as we are today, next year. I hope so too. All right. Agreed. Agreed. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Good night, everybody. Thanks,